challenging and bringing forth the Word of God from the standpoint of God's Word is so awesome. And that he would even consider somebody like me to bring forth his Word. I'm just a nobody. But I'm here to tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus. I also want to thank my wife for all of her support. She's been really a person from my side, and I thank God for her. The word this morning is going to come out of the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the first chapter. Beginning with verse 5, and I'm going to read down through verse 9. Jeremiah, chapter 1, beginning at verse 5. I'm going to read through verse 9, and I'm coming out of the New Living Translation. It may read a little different from your Bible, but you should be able to keep up to what God is really saying. And it reads in our hearing, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Let me say that again. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. O sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for I am too young. The Lord replied, don't say I am too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. You may be seated. Let me pray. Most kind God, Lord, our heavenly Father, it's, it's all about you, Lord, and it's not about none of us. I thank you for this opportunity, and I pray that you would speak through me, Lord. I decrease so that you, your word, and your will will just increase, Mm. that your word will come forth to where people can hear what you have to say unto us. I thank you now for what you're going to even yet do. For it is in thy son Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. If I was to choose a title for this morning. The title would be, Don't Be Afraid, God is in Control. Don't be afraid, God is in Control. You know, I was sharing with the pastor back in his office 
we're doing a little construction at our house, and it's a mess right now. <laughs> Did not think that it would be a mess, but it's a mess. But in that mess, or in this here construction, God has showed me something. We are all under construction. We are all a mess. We're not where we are going to end up. We're in construction. I got dust all over the house, and sometimes it's tough to even breathe. Sometimes I had to go outside just to get some fresh air. But I have to remember that it's under construction. And I can't wait until I can see the final part of it to where it will be beautified. But until then, there's some construction that goes on. And, and, and when, the, when it was doing this here construction, I looked down and part of my basement where it goes into my garage was a wall. And they had to take some jackhammers and they had to take some saws and knock that wall down. Sometimes in our life, God has to get rid of some things in order for him to build up some things. Sometimes we even get in the way, so he has to knock us even down sometimes in order for him to do what he's going to do in our lives. But why do I say that? When I look here in the scriptures, Jeremiah is about to go on a journey to bring forth a message of the Lord to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. But Jeremiah has some questions even about himself. There were some things that were happening in Judah that God was not pleased with. That God had to destroy because they were sinning. They were doing things of worshiping idol gods. He had to tear those things down in order to build them back up. See, no matter what you think that you may be, no matter how big your bank account may be, no matter what position that you may have, sometimes we are too big for ourselves and God has to bring us down. We find that through the book of Jeremiah that Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had asserted some power in the region of Judah. And they was, had to suffer for 20 years. 20 years. God had even called them to go into captivity because of the things that they have done. And throughout the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah had to warn them of the penalty of sin. Not only just the people, but when I say people, I'm talking about those who may even have official positions. He had to warn them about what they've been telling the people and and not really sharing with them what God says. So God uses Jeremiah 
in verse 5, it says that I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. So before Jeremiah was even born, God knew what he was going to be doing with Jeremiah. Sometimes even in preaching the word of God, we didn't all come out wanting to be preachers. But God knew what he was going to do with our lives even before we were even born. We didn't know the time frame because he didn't give us the insight of the time frame. Sometimes in our lives, even when we accept Christ as our personal Savior, he pulls us out of the guttermost to the uttermost. And he has to break us before he really makes us. See, the old things have to pass away, and behold, everything becomes new. See, you have a new way of talking. You have a new way of walking. You have a new way of looking. He creates in us a clean heart, and he renews the right spirit down inside of us. But God has to do that in our life because we cannot do it by ourselves. I was on my job, and it was about a week ago, and I was afraid of talking to this here gentleman because he was a manager over me. And I wasn't happy with some of the things that he was doing. When he first came to the dealership, I was there way before he was, but when he came, he was more of a salesperson's type manager. But as he got into the position, he began to do things a whole lot differently. Whether it was his income uh, got into his head or whether it was because of the status that he may have had, well, he had a right to be whoever that he was because he was a manager. But he began to listen to what the owner was saying. He was in one ear, and then in the other ear, he had all of us as salespeople in his ear, and he just was in the midst because he didn't know what to do. But one of the things that he shared with me, he said, you know, Randy, I love the Lord. I said, okay. He said, and God has been good to me. I said, okay. He said, I've gone through some things. He said, I've had cancer, and God brought me through cancer. But this man began to change. He began to do things, not of God, but he began to do things that, that, that people on a job would do because they had a job to do. So he began to listen to what the owner has to say, who, who, well, I'll just have to say it like it is, who doesn't know the Lord. And, and so when the Lord dropped into my spirit to go speaking to him, I was not so much afraid because I've been fired from this same position before and God had brought me back. And um, I said, Lord, why do you want me to speak unto him? This man is over me. He said, no, I need you to speak to me. I need you to let me know that some of the things that he's doing is not right. I said, wow, of all the people, all the other salespeople, none of them can do it? Lord, I mean, why are you, why are you using me for this here? So I walked past this man's office. I looked in. I seen him sitting down. I kept on walking. Came back, looked in his office, kept on walking. I did not want to approach him 
because I did not know what he was going to do with the information that I was about to give him. But God dropped in my spirit. He said, uh, you've got to do what I've asked you to do. I said, oh, Lord. I said, okay, Lord. So I stepped into his office, and I asked him, I said, uh, is it okay if I talk to you for a second? He said, sure. And I was nervous because he could have told me to go home because before he has mentioned to me go home because, and I didn't even do nothing wrong because I was outspoken against some of the things that he believed in. But he told me, come on, yeah, you could talk to me. And I, and I shared with him, I said, you know, when you first came here, this is how you did things. Now you're doing things totally different. I said, it looks like you have forgot who you really are. Don't forget that you're still a child of God. No matter what this job may put on your plate, don't forget that you're a child of God. Now you shared your story with me. Don't lose sight of whom you are. And I said, I, I hope I have not offended you by saying that to you. He said, um, Brother Lowe, you haven't offended me. He said, I need somebody to check me sometimes. He said, this is not the first time that I heard it. He said, my wife told me the same thing. She said, you're losing your sight of who you are. That's not who you are out there doing some of the things that you're doing. I said, wow. Lord, thank you for giving me the courage to speak to him. And, and then there's no repercussions for what I had to say unto him. But this is very similar to what's happening here with Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you know, God makes a statement to Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. See, God has a plan for all of our lives. If we would only trust and believe that he is the only wise God. We may choose a lot of different gods in our lives. We make God out of house. We make God out of families. We make God out of money. We make God out of a lot of different things, and it will lead us astray. But we need the only wise God. We need to stay focused on who he is. God has a plan. It may not match up to your plan, but God has a plan. See, his ways are higher than what our ways are. He knows all about us. Being that he, he even made us and knew us before we were formed in our mother's don't you think that he knows us? Jeremiah speaks and says that, Lord, I can't speak because I'm too young. When God is preparing you for a task, the enemy wants to keep you from being all that you can be for the Lord. See, the enemy comes to steal. He comes to kill and destroy. And he is speaking unto Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you too young. You can't do this. I know that the Lord wants you to go and, 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 and do this here task, but you're too young, Jeremiah. 
He tells us, you can't do this here, and you can't do that. He tells me, you can't do this here, and you can't do it. And you're right, I can't, but guess what? God can. My trust is in him. Your trust ought to be in him. Jeremiah's trust has to be in the Lord. In Exodus 40, excuse me, in Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, we find the same thing happen with Moses. Moses had to speak unto Pharaoh. But Moses felt that um, I can't really speak because my words get twisted. Sometimes we feel that same way, that our words will just get twisted, and we can't really speak. You can't, but God can. God can use you on his, remember, this is his program. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are part of his plan. God can use a young child. He can use a person who does not have a lot of words to say. God will give you the words to say unto the people that he wants you to speak unto. God had to remind Moses that of who he is, and he asked Moses a couple questions over there in, in verse 11. He says, um, Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who? Moses, who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Who makes a person hear or not hear? See, sometimes God has to remind us of who we are and where our place is at. We get it twisted sometimes. We think that we're doing all this and all that. We're not doing nothing. If God doesn't do it, it won't be done. And we need to do it to the glory of God. Don't be afraid, for God is in complete control. The Lord replied uh, to Jeremiah, and he says, don't say that I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. Don't allow your agenda to get in the way of my agenda. When the Lord has an assignment for you, sometimes it can be overwhelming. Why is it sometimes overwhelming? Would you say, Burr? Because you can't do it. But you also know what? People can be mean and very nasty. And they make you not want to do it. They're going to try to find every reason to shut you down and to take you out. They don't want to hear nothing that the Lord has to say, especially when it goes against what they believe in. But we can't do it. If God doesn't speak through us, it can't be done. We might as well just sit down and shut our mouth. But it's something that when you have the Lord on your side and God is speaking to you and he asks you, to go and do something. Yeah. 
See, I don't want it to be to where the time comes and the Lord says, well, didn't I ask you to go and speak to this person and you didn't do it? I don't want it to be to where I'm, that God is dissatisfied of my actions. When you're a child of God, you have authority. You have power. If you are a child of God, you'll know when God speaks to you and you will know when God will ask you to go and speak to somebody else. Now, don't try to do it on your own. The problem in some of the churches is that people speak sometimes on their own. See, it's not just the people outside of the church. It's the people inside of the church that will cause you want to sit down and, and stay back. But when God gives you something to say, you need to open up your ears and listen to what God is telling you. Now, the enemy wants to tell you some things too. The enemy wants you, he wants to let you know that, who, who are you? Who do you think you are? It would be I, I, I. It's the whiffum was in it for me to build yourself up, to get ahead. Yes, you started off running this here race, but then all of a sudden you got onto your own race. You took a detour on that avenue instead of going straight ahead. Because straight is the path. I don't know why we all take detours. I, I've taken detours. You don't have to raise your hand, but I've, I've taken detours. I've gone down the wrong path. But I thank God for the path because if he didn't turn me around, I wouldn't be able to be here right now and to tell you what thus says the Lord. I'm only telling you this here because I don't want you to get the big head and take the wrong path. It's not about you. It's all about him. If God be for you, he's more than the world against you. He will fight your battles for you if you just keep still. Well, why doesn't he fight all the battles? Sometimes because we're in the way. There has to be some construction. Remember, we're all under construction. He has to break us down. He has to tear us down for us to understand and realize that I, can, I, I totally depend on God himself. Yes. If God doesn't do it, it just won't be done. Yes. The Lord mentioned to Jeremiah, he says, don't be afraid of the people. Yes, people may say some things about you. People may have some insults for you. But don't worry about the people, Jeremiah. I know that you're about to go on this here journey. I've got a message to the people, and I need you to deliver it. I know that the task that you're about to go on is not a task that you really want. But this is what I need for you to do because the people need to hear a word from the Lord. People need to hear that what they're doing is wrong. I don't care what status that they carry, Jeremiah. I need you to carry this message unto them. So despite of what they may say, 
despite of what they may think or despite of what they will do. Understand it, Jeremiah. This is what I'm asking of you. So don't be afraid of the people because I'm going to be there to protect you. Isn't it something to know that when God is in complete control, when God is covering you, when God is protecting you, when you realize that you can't step into some things on your own, you got to talk to God about it and say, Lord, if you don't fix it, it just won't be fixed. It's good to know who Jesus is. Sometimes we have to develop that type of relationship to where we can get real close to him, to where we can understand and allow him to talk unto us. Sometimes situation may be unbearable, but is there anything too hard for God? I know it may seem bleak sometimes, but is there anything too hard for God? All things are possible if you believe. All things, not some things, all things are possible if you only believe. I was reading there in, in the book of Ezekiel, and I was over there in the second chapter of Ezekiel, and if you would just bear with me, let me just read what it says in Ezekiel chapter 2, beginning with that first verse. See, this is Ezekiel's call. And, and it says there, stand up, son of man, said the voice. I want to speak to you. The spirit came into me as he spoke. And he set me on my feet. I listened carefully to his words. Yes, Son of man, he said, I am sending you to the nation of Israel, uh -huh. a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been rebelling against me to this very day. This is a stubborn hard-hearted people. But I am sending you to say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, sometimes we go into places that are a little difficult, but just allow God to speak through you. Take yourself out of the equation. Make sure that it's all about Christ, not about you. He will speak for you. And whether they listen or refuse to listen, remember, they are rebels. At least they will know they, had, they have had a prophet among them. Son of man, do not fear them or their words. Don't be afraid. Even though their threats surround you like nettles and briars, and stinging scorpions. Do not be dismayed by their dark scowls, even though they are rebels. Yes, you must give them my messages, yes. whether they listen or not. Yes, that sounds like some of us, like rebels, hard-hearted, don't want to listen, 
going to refuse everything. We're going to find fault in everything. Oh, who does he think that he is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. All right. But you have to speak the word. Amen. And, and, and what I like about that is, is that it's not your word. Yes, sir. It's God's word. He says, but they won't listen, for they are completely rebellious. Don't join them in their rebellion. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Eat what I give you. He's not talking about food. He's talking about the word. Eat the word of God. See, no matter where you may be, eat the word of God. Because it's only the word of God that's going to make a difference in this world in which we live in. A person can't come and say if you're giving them the word of God that they didn't hear because the Lord will remind them, oh, yes, you did. Remember? Remember when that person came and told you about the sins that you were in? Remember when they told you about your rebellious self? Or sometimes we are soon to forget but God has a way of reminding us, just like he reminded even Jeremiah said, I formed you. I knew you before in my mother's womb, in your, in your mother's womb. I knew you. There was a task for Jeremiah to go on, and God was just preparing him for his journey. God prepares us for our journey if we would just listen to what he has to say to us. In Jeremiah 1 and 9, it says that, then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. When you have that relationship with the Lord, the Lord will give you the words to say. You don't have to find the words. He will give you the words to say. I thank God that he looked beyond all of my faults and he's seen my needs. Because there was a way that I used to talk that wasn't pleasing in God's sight yeah. or even yeah. in his ears. Yes, but I'm so glad that he stopped me in my tracks of what I was doing in this busy life in which we live in. He said, wait a minute. What you're doing is not right. I need you to speak the words for me. You need to stop some of the things that you're doing. Remember now, Randy, I knew you before you were formed, oh, yeah. even in your mother's womb. Yeah. I knew that there was going to be a purpose yeah. for you in this here life. Yeah. I knew you before you even thought you knew yourself. Yeah. There's some people out there that need to hear my word, Randy, yeah. and I need you to carry my word to them. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to end up at, but wherever he leads me, I shall go. Yeah. Because if God be for me, then he's more than a whole world against me. 
See, I start, I begin to realize that it wasn't about what Randy thinks, but it's what about what God thinks. It's only what you do for Christ that's going to last. See, these other things in this world are just temporary. But see, I'm, 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 I'm worried about kingdom agenda. I'm worried about where I'm going to spend eternity. I need to know that I'm on the right road right now. Because so many times we've been on the wrong road and we've been going down to some destruction. God, I'm tired of God beating me up, tearing me down. It's time for me now to stand boldly on the word of God to where he can erect that he can put his word in me, that I can preach the word of God, that I can tell the goodness of God, that I can tell a person that, that Jesus saves. I need to know that God is on my side. I need to know that, that greater is he that's in me because Sometimes we think that we can't tell somebody about the truth of God. Let me tell you something. God's word is true. So if you're trying to tell a person any other kind of word, it's the wrong word. This is the true and the living word. We need to give people the truth. We, they need to know what thus says the Lord. Yes, you may not like me for what I have to say, but then you have to talk to God about it because what I'm giving you is nothing but the Word of God. So no matter who you think that you are, no matter who you think that, that you may be in life, if you're standing for God, if you're allowing Christ to be the head of your life, everything's going to be all right. See, weeping may endure for a night, but there's going to be some joy that will come within the morning. And I don't know when that morning is going to come. I just don't know. It may be tomorrow morning. It may be in a daylight, but it be a morning in my life yes. or in your life. Yes, there might be somebody out there right now that says, well, what are you talking about, preacher? Uh, yes, what I'm talking about is the goodness of the Lord. Yes, what I'm talking about is being an ambassador for the Lord. Yes, what I'm talking about is being a soldier in this here army. Yes, God don't need no coward soldiers. I've been in the military, and there were some cowards because when the war was ready to break out, they were ready to go home. But God don't want no coward soldiers. He needs you to stand. He needs you to be all that you can be for him. Hasn't he done enough for each and every one of us? And I believe like, like David did, like, like, like David over in Psalms 23 and 1, and it says that the Lord is my shepherd. When the Lord is your shepherd... <laughs> you have everything that you need. When the Lord is your shepherd, when he is your all in all, he won't lead you astray. He loves you. He cares about you. What do you mean that he cares about you? He sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for each and every one of us, that we all would have a right to that tree of life. So the Lord is my shepherd. Then I looked over there in Psalms 24 and 1, and it says that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. See, you're God's people, and I got to tell you what God gives me to say unto you. It's not about what I have to say, but it's what God has to say. So I decrease that the Lord will increase, that he will come forth, and I can hide behind him. Because I'm allow, I just want his glory just to fall down upon me, just to bring forth his word. Because I can tell you about the goodness of the Lord. I know what he's done for me. Yes. I don't have to think about it. I know what he's done for me. Yes. Want to look over there in Psalms 27 and 1, it says that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Yes. So why should I be afraid? Yes. The Lord is my fortress. He's my protection He's my deliverer. He's my bridge over troubled waters. He's my all in all. 
He's everything to me. I don't know what he is to you this morning, but I know that he's everything to me. I can't do this by myself. If the Lord does, just doesn't do it, I can't, it cannot be done. God has to do what he's going to do. And I have to get out of the way and allow him to do just what he wants to do in me, through me, and for me. When I look and I think about even Jesus, before he went to the cross, he said, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. He was about doing the Father's business. See, if it was just up to him and it wasn't about the Father's business, who knows what would have taken place. But he was about the Father's business. And he realized that he was a, his life was going to be required of him. But they didn't take his life. He gave his life. Oh, yes, he gave his life Amen. that we would have a right to that tree of life. Amen. He hung there on the cross. He took on not only my sins, but he took your sins on the cross. Every time they nailed his hand on the cross, he was doing it for you and for me. They nailed his hands and they nailed his feet. They placed a thorny crown even upon his head. They pierced him in his side and the blood comes streaming down. That was for you and for me. They whipped him all night long. So don't you tell me that you can't do it. Don't tell me that you can't do it. If Jesus was able to do it, you can do it. See, even when he went on the cross and he gave his life, I'm so glad because on that third day morning, he got up. He said, all power. See, within your power, you can't do it. But he said, all power in heaven and earth is in my hand. And that same power that Jesus had is the same power that you have. Don't allow Satan to come into your mind and say, you can't do it. Don't allow Satan to say you're too young or you, you don't know how to speak words. Don't let Satan get that type of glory. If God has been good to you and if you haven't really given your life over to Christ, and I mean really given your life over to Christ, I'm not talking about lip service. I'm talking about the heart. If you have given Jesus your heart, you have placed it in his hand, he knows everything that you go through. Amen. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I know, that I know, that I know. See, it ain't what my mama told me. It ain't what my daddy told me. Brian, I love you, but it ain't about what you told me. But what Jesus told me, everything is going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. It may seem bleak right now, but everything is going to be all right. You may go through some trials and some tribulations, but everything is going to be all right because it's in his hand. It's in his hand. It's not in my hand, and it's not in your hand, but it's in his hand. So the word that I have to bring to you this morning is don't be afraid. God is in complete control. No matter what people say unto you, yes, they're going to hurl some nasty words at you. Don't worry about those things. Remember, you're still under construction. God ain't finished with you yet. The best is yet to come. And I'm looking for that day when he says, well done. Well done. Thy good and thy faithful servant. 
You've been faithful over just a few things. Come on up a little bit higher. I'm going to make you ruler over many. I'm waiting until that time comes. I don't know about you. If you're not waiting for that time comes, maybe you don't know who Jesus is. Today is your chance. So you can't leave here today and go out there and say, nobody told me. Today is your chance. Let me introduce you to Jesus. Let me introduce to you the bridge over those troubled waters. Let me introduce you to the one who's worried about the sin-sick soul. I know that your body may go through some pain sometimes. You think that I tried everything, but have you tried Jesus? <laughs> the lady with the issue of blood, she tried everything. She spent all of her money on every doctor out there. But she pressed her way through and just touched the hem of his garment, and she was made whole. See, it wasn't about the money that she had at the bank because it was all gone. She spent it on every doctor out there. And no doubt she had some of the best doctors. But Dr. Jesus, <laughs> Dr. Jesus was coming through. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know, I know. I don't have to think about it no more because I know that I will be made whole. She pressed her way through. And sometimes in life, that's what we have to do. We have to press our way through and just touch the hem of his garment. God has something in store for you. He made you. He knew all about you before you was even formed in your mother's womb. God bless you.